Aaron said one time that, oh, he wants his friends to live long lives. And we've taken it as like, oh, this is probably the, one of the motiv- his motivations for trying to stop the outside world from, you know, killing them off. So we're trying to understand if that is actually um, the case. If, like, it's just an excuse that Aaron is using. So you were saying what you thought. So why don't you, like, just retreat your thoughts on it, uh, you know, on that whole thing. And then we can we can discuss from there. Okay, that's fine. Okay, before I just something to mention, I have more. I thought about another reason to buttress my main uh, perspective again. Yeah. Okay. So what I said was that Aaron was not telling the truth that he would never endanger his friends. For instance, going to Mali, attacking Mali, and knowing that they would definitely come to rescue him. No, did he say he wouldn't endanger his friends? I don't think he said that. No, I think I, I didn't. Uh, he just wanted summaries, so I don't speak like that. You say? Like, he wanted summaries, so I don't like, speak like that. No, the wording is important. Okay, okay. Uh, he knew that. I'll say that Aaron, Aaron's motive of saving his friend was, I'll say, facade to me. Main reason being, he knew that his friends will always come to his aid, right? Yeah. So, attacking Mali already knew that, okay, I know this guy will come and save me. He just took advantage of them and putting them in harm's way, putting them in the front line of any battle with the process. So that doesn't sound like something. That doesn't sound like a, an an action point. An action like it doesn't sound like someone who wants to. Mm, it sounds counterintuitive. Yes, exactly. Because like you are saying, you want them to live long lives, and then you are putting them in the battlefield. Exactly. But uh, okay, so I I will now just like say my own thoughts on it as well, which we were discussing. Uh, prior to now, where so, um, what what I feel like in the mind of Aaron and almost everyone, like at the forefront of the battle now, like the veterans, the Johns, the Connies, the um, Mikasas, the Aaron's, the the Beast Titan, or Zeke, you know, all these people what they see now is a cycle of violence. They can see that what is going on is a cycle of violence perpetrated yes. by some people in power, but also by regular people as well. Okay. That is what they see. So, obviously, um, um, the, the survey calls, you know, the, the people with the wings of freedom on their back, you know, they are they are like the the mightiest heroes of Paradise Island, and Eren's friends are at the front of that group. They are like the mightiest of the mightiest. So there's actually no way that they win a war where those people don't fight. 
I think that is um, the given. So I feel like Aaron is playing a difficult game actually because they have to fight. But at the same time, it's because of them that he is trying to like end the whole thing, you know. And uh, what I was saying actually, I think to the most important point of what I was saying is the fact that Aaron doesn't um, really know how it's going to end. We can tell that he knows um, some of the future, but he doesn't know all of it uh, from what Zeke had, uh, said at that time. So maybe he knows, okay, this is what my my older self will do. And it's like... Is when he kissed Historia's hand, you could see the shock on his face because uh, in the past episodes we we are seeing that okay that is where he got those mem that's when he got those memories that he saw he saw um his own futures his own future sorry right yeah. so uh he he's probably struggling to understand why he would do that at that point in time. When after he got, he's shocked, and at the same time, he's struggling to understand why he himself will do that. Why he's 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 trying to um you know he's the one that uh, encouraged his father to kill those children, kill that family, and then is is clearing the whole world, bringing down the walls, and all those kind of stuff. And so, seeing that future, then when season four starts, we see him saying stuff like, "Okay, that time when." In the in the first part of season four, he was talking about where they were shooting, like they were practicing. He was with just Amin and Mikasa, they were practicing, and he was so talking about how. The... First time. You see? That's where she was scared for the first time. Yeah, where she okay. was scared, something like that. She was, I think, she wore a trouser, but it was like a gown. Well, anyway, so he was like saying that they needed to buy more time. So I feel at that point in time, in his mind, he's now coming to terms. He's now trying to rationalize the whole political situation. And and it's becoming more clear to him that, okay, this is why I'm going to do this, because I need to buy more time. Um, you, you, you get. And then later on, Maybe he then realizes after going to live uh, with the uh, Malians, he then realizes that it's not just about maybe the people in power, the political people in power. It's a whole cycle of evil. You get so. Um, my point is that it's po- it's possible to want them to live long lives, and also like because he doesn't know exactly how things are going to work out in the future. And also allow people to like do the things they want to do freely. Because they are soldiers. He's not going to tell them don't fight. You know. That's that's the way I see it. I could be wrong. Maybe he is actually lying. There's a there's a way I, I get what you're saying. There's a way they, I don't know the name of the paradox. Or they said it goes like this. Uh it is either you have free will or is that you have free will and the future is not clear or you I can't remember how they put it. <laughs> I can't remember how they put that thing. Well I'm sure you know it. Like uh is it the 
Is it the predestination paradox? Yeah, okay, I'm not sure, sir. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not sure of the application. I'm not, I'm not, I can't remember how to put it, but what you're saying is, it might not be exact, but it's similar. Uh, okay, in addition to what you said, uh, you remember Isiyama called, in one of your podcasts I listened to, I remember you saying Isiyama liked the series Breaking Bad, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you remember, I'm sure you've seen Breaking Bad, right? Yes, of course, I have. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> <I should. laughs> If you're not seeing that, you should see that now. <laughs> okay, but you remember when, if you if you asked Heisenberg at the beginning why he was doing drugs, he would tell mm. you that he was providing for his family, yeah? Yeah, yeah. But in the last episode, when they asked him why he was, when his wife asked him why he was doing it, he said he enjoyed it. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, so That's actually, yeah. Continue, continue. When, well, it might be a bit far fetched, but when I remember that and I saw this and I thought about Aaron saying he wanted to save his friends and being the exact, like being in the and was his actions were counterintuitive. I just, well, I was like, okay, maybe he got his idea from this Breaking Bad or something. Mm. <laughs> maybe he got that. Idea. Did you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I understand you. It's um is 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 actually an interesting I I like I fancy that line of thinking. Like I'm trying to like when I'm saying oh he cares or he actually cares for his friends. Okay, let me explain now. Um Walter White, for example, from Breaking Bad, the person you cited as an example. Yes. He did care about his family. Yes. He did care about his family. He did want them to have money after he died yes because he knew he was going to die of cancer those things were true so the point where when i was watching that show the point where i knew there was a problem was when jesse pinkman asked him he said um because at the beginning he had a quote like he had a quote he quoted the amount of money that he would need to leave for his family that would be enough for them. Yeah, you know, to... Uh, I think, so let's assume it's that 700k. I've forgotten. It felt oh, like... 700k. 700k, okay. So, they had made well over 700k and then Jesse Pinkman was like, you said it was 700k we needed. And at that point, they were making millions. And then he now asked him, like, what's going on? Why are we still doing this? And it struck me then that, wow, yes, they actually had a quote. Why are they still going this far? Why do they need this much? Why do they need to do this much? And at that point, you can tell that something else had consumed him. It was beyond just saving his family, you know, uh, yes. you know, helping and fending for his family. It was something else. Eren is a, is an interesting character. It's possible now we can we can we can we can say for sure that we know that Eren wants his friends to live long lives. We can say that for sure, and we can say for sure that um um the Eldian Empire 
or or the like people of paradise at least is yeah. what they call home those his friends or his loved ones that paradise is what his friends call home so that home needs to exist for them to even live long lives you know they need to have um, a, a society do you understand what i'm saying they can't live in isolation so the audience they just need to have a, a like do you understand what i'm saying so yeah. like <laughs> so um so we can understand why the Eldian empire or whatever has to exist as well and by extension in like if he's saving his friends by extension he has to also save the Eldian empire kind of you know we may, there may be some nationalistic you know patriotic uh, reasons because for instance now he he said something about um uh, I think he said something about feeling disappointed when he found out that uh, there were people living outside the walls or something like that. I don't know if you remember that. Wait, what part? Was that saying? I've forgotten. But anyway, so there's there's something or just the mere fact that the whole world wants to kill them. You know, there's something about human beings that oh, when we have a like where people like us that um, some other people hate. We feel the need to protect those people. In his, um, will I say, that um, message that he broadcasted to all the Eldians, that's at everyone message that he broadcasted to everyone, where he says that um, the, goal, those, uh, the goal of like the outside world is to kill the Eldians, you know, yeah. that he rejects that proposition. That was what he said. So he, we can also say, okay, yes, he wants to save Eldia by extension of wanting to save his friends, but he also wants to uh, save them because they are his people. He probably feels something towards them because of they face a common enemy that wants to annihilate them. Okay. Now, that's a, that's something else. Like I'm trying to like take out because. There should be nuance to this thing. It's not just like a straight, oh, this is why and that's it's cut and dry. So another thing is Eren himself as a character, as a person. Eren is, uh, we can understand his person, like from this the conversation he had with um, Reiner on declaration of war. Yeah, okay, yeah. You remember that speech, that conversation? That conversation yeah. is a mirror of Reiner's conversation with him on the wall when Reiner reveals himself to Eren. Oh, that epic scene. <laughs> yes, that epic scene. That was when a lot of shit just started. So, in that conversation, the conversation is... I don't know how to explain. It's like a story on its own. You need to follow what actually was said in that conversation. There was a lot of mental games that Aaron was playing on, on Reiner there in that conversation. So he starts by telling Reiner, you know, just talking to him normally and talking to him, telling him why he came over to that place, why he came over to Paradise and uh, that he wanted to save the world. He was backing Reiner up that what did he know? He was a child, blah, 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 blah. 
He just wanted to save the world and all this kind of stuff. Well, no, I, when you were younger? No, like I'm talking of that declaration of war conversation. He okay. had Rainer under that basement. Okay, yeah, I remember. He was telling Rainer stuff about he was a child. He didn't know any better. And he was just trying to save the world. Do you understand? Yeah. So, and it's true. Like, it is true. Right In Rainer's mind, or let's say at the beginning, or the, at that point in Rainer's life, Rainer was like an indoctrinated child, right? Yes. So, that Rainer, Rainer didn't know any better. They were just children, Rainer, Annie, and Bertolt, you know. And yeah. they didn't know any better. You know, they were just blinded by hate and all those kinds of stuff. And they actually didn't know any better because when they got to paradise and they found that it was just normal people that they are not devils, you know, they even got so attached that Rana developed a, like, split personality yes, to convince himself. You, you get. But at the yeah. same time, Rainer had to like confess that, uh, to Rainer during that conversation that it's not true that he himself wanted to be a hero. That he himself, uh, that he convinced those people, uh, Annie and um, Bethos, that they should go. That if they don't go, they will kill them and all those kind of stuff, you know. And uh, because of a, a failed mission and all those kind of stuff, which is not true. Uh, the What's their name? The Malians won't kill um, soldiers that they've trained for years. No. And they will just kill them like that. Especially when maybe the next trainees are not ready. We can see that Falco and Gabi, they are just getting ready. That's years from, from then. So, so at the same time, Rainer himself, despite the fact that, yes, he didn't know anything and all those kind of stuff, he was still his own self which is his own self of wanting to be a hero, wanting to be recognized because, you know, in training, he's always coming last and all this kind of stuff and he's trying to prove himself to his father who doesn't want him. He's showing up in that scenario. So I feel like, and then after a Reiner confesses that, which is something Eren wanted to hear, you can see because Eren stands up after that and shakes Reiner, you know, telling him that that's just what he thought, that they are the same. So, Eren is confirming there that he himself, and he has said it several times, he's a restless person, and he will always want to fight for freedom. He will always want to look for people that are, that are like, oppressed and go there and be, like, their avenger. You can see it with Armin. If you can remember the scene where he met Armin, he was... <laughs> Eren is a very stupid person. Was that uh, when they were in Mali? No, no. The scene where he met Armin for the first time in in a paradise. After Armin just got beaten up by some bullies, he was standing by the wall and asking him that why is he not fighting back? Uh, it has been a while, but I remember. I don't remember the words exactly, but I remember the scene. But basically, that was what that was how they met. That Aaron was telling him why are you not fighting back? You get yeah, and. She was busy beating the boys. Like... <laughs> no, no, no. That was not. That was not even that. That was not. That was not what was happening there. Mikasa was not in this scene. I'm okay. talking of the very, the very first time Eren met Armin. Eren had not even met Mikasa then. I'll uh -huh. get to Mikasa. Okay, no problem. I asked many things. Yeah. To say about 
<laughs> yeah, sorry, you I'll I'll let you speak soon. So I'm just trying to uh like flesh out Aaron a bit. So Aaron himself is a person that that looks for what to fight for. Aaron is a restless person. So for instance, now uh, when uh, so let's say uh, Armin and Aaron, both of them, they've always been talking about going to see the ocean and all those kind of stuff. Yes. We know that Armin wants to see the ocean because of just the ocean. He just wants to see the ocean because of the beauty, because of like that there are other worlds that they've not seen, uh, uh, fiery waters. Uh, uh, stretches, seas of sands, and all those kind of stuff, you know, just wonder. But Aaron wants to see the ocean because he just wants to, like, be free from the walls. And even when he reaches the ocean, he's pointing that what of what is beyond the ocean. The ocean now feels like uh, it's now like a symbol of, I don't know, like another wall for him to pass. Probably because of the memories he has of his own of his dad by then that okay he knows there are people there, but he's a restless person. He is somebody that wants to fight. You know, he's he, the meaning of Eren Yeager hmm, means yeah. uh, titular hunter. Titular hunter. That's the meaning of Eren Yeager. There are two different languages. I I guess I think Yeager is German and Eren is Turkish or something like that, but what it means is titular hunter. And every time I hear the word hunter, what comes to my mind is uh, Nimrod. Nimrod. Yeah, have you heard of Nimrod before? Yeah, he's an abuse. <laughs> yeah, Nimrod is an abuse because of the Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> Do you remember that Bugs? Do you, you remember Bugs Bunny cartoon? There was a character that... Uh, and Bugs Bunny called Nimrod. You Nimrod, you know. That was that was the short guy that I was choosing. Yes, the guy with with guns. You remember? Yeah. I did. Yes, he was a hunter. Do you remember? So, now let me let me let me explain why I'm saying this. Nimrod, the first place it appears that I know of is in the Bible. The first name the first place that i know that nimrod appears in any literature is in the bible okay so nimrod is um in the bible it's called him a man of renown a great hunter that is the that is the text there in the bible a man of renown a great hunter that is what nimrod is basically the Bible kind of refers to him as like one of the first great world conquerors, like Alexander the Great or Napoleon Bonaparte, you know, those kind of people. You understand what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So, when you look at it, when, so, I'm like now, I'm, it may be a stretch, like this whole thing I'm saying may be a stretch, but titular hunter to me, like the way I I like see this whole Nimrod thing and all those kind of stuff, I doubt Isiama is reading the Bible, you know. But who knows, you know? But titular hunter to me, and the fact that the the Aaron is is titular, you know, it feels to me like Aaron has that quality of those people, these 
um, people that want to, you know, like shake the world. These people that shake the world, literally. Aaron is is those kind of people by nature. He wants to go and fight and, you know, uh, free people, you know, that he feels are under oppression. And it's the same thing that happens when he meets Mikasa as well. That is a perspective I've never really thought of before. That this is very, yeah, this is very interesting. I never thought about this before, and <laughs> I can see things in a different light now. And I have you to thank for that. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, so, so we can now flesh out to uh, some things now. We can see that his his people, his friends. Their lives are in danger. They are going to be they are going to be wiped out by the rest of the world, you know. And the Eldian Empire as well are going to be wiped out by the rest of the world. Eren as a person is a person that is restless, that looks for places where people are being um subdued or being held in captivity. You can see that you can see it. You can see it in the way he he rushes to talk to Hime in that previous episode. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. When he went to hug because, her and tell her that everything is well, you don't it doesn't yes. have to be this way. Exactly. Because Hime is the um, is the personification of slavery. Which is yeah. what Eren hates the most. So if his people are under threat of slavery and um, um, extinction, his friends and his people, what is someone with the kind of character that Eren has going to do? The character of a restless person, of a conqueror, what is that person going to do? Definitely. Not just what is that kind of person going to do. He has the power to do something. Do you understand? He yeah. has the most important power in the world. The power of the rumbling titans. He's, so definitely, he is going to do something about it. Because even in situations where he was going to lose, situations where, let's say, those those uh, kidnappers that came to Mikasa's house, they would have killed him. Or the bullies that were bullying Amin, they were stronger than him. They were only running away because of Mikasa. So in this situation where he is actually the stronger person, but his character is the same and the situation is the same. What is he going to do? Eren is going to activate the rumbling. So, it's not just about saving his friends. It's not just about saving Eldia by extension. It's also about who he is. And all of them are valid. And we can understand that. We can appreciate that. But we can still appreciate the fact that um, his actions are going to are like horrible actions that are going to cause the death of many people who have nothing to do, who, let me not say have nothing to do with it, but, like, it's just killing people is not good, you know, again, we can agree that killing people is not good, like, indiscriminately, like Onyakopon said. So, I feel like that is, that is my view on the whole genocide thing that Eren is going to do. But another thing that I want to point out, because I think people need to have it in the back of their head is that every other person's plan 
I mean, every other person, Zeke, the rest of the world, their plan is also genocide. But it's just against the Eldians. This is not to like support what Aaron is doing, but it feels like people don't understand that. Uh, that's what I feel. Like people don't understand that that is there's nobody to support basically. You just have to watch the show, and you don't need to support anybody. Like in war, you don't need to support anybody. Everybody yeah. is, is is going to make the wrong decision because if you say, "Oh, I'm not supporting Aaron," Zeke is going to to make everybody infertile, and that's by definition is genocide. A genocide as well. And not only are they going to um, be infertile, they are now going to be under. Um, they are still going. They are going to be subdued by the rest of the world. If they don't kill them quickly, they are going to be slaves for the rest of their lives, and they won't be able to give birth or you know procreate. But at least that cycle of fear and hatred that the rest of the world have for the Eldians, only the Eldians will, will end. But it doesn't mean like. Is going to end overall, so that's for Zeke. For the other, like for what you mentioned about Aaron now, like him being, you know, Aaron, Aaron, someone with Aaron's person, Aaron will never take that. Like, you can't just go to go out to that defense. Never, Aaron is a maniac. Aaron is a megalomaniac. That's, I think, you know. Um, I'm sorry to cut you short, but remember in like the openings of you, I'm sure you know many of the openings of the Attack on Titan, right? Yeah. This is, this particular one, the rumbling song. It is the only one that, in a way, tells a story. You get. Hmm. You get. If you if you check yeah. the words, if you, if you actually check the words, it would be like I'm conflict. Like it's it's. Well, let me calm down. <laughs> when you check the words, in a way mm. they conflict. Be like, I want to. All I wanted to do was <laughs> let me check the words. Yeah. No, I get what you are saying. I get what you are saying. What you are trying to say is that it's coming. Is like the only um, opening song that is coming from. Like, is using the words I, I, I. So it's someone talking. Yes, is someone talking then in a way is yeah. All I wanted yeah. to do was do right things. I never wanted yeah. to grab a knife. Yeah, he decided to do something and he's like well he's like well, he has already done it. He portrays like he has, he has already done it, but the ramifications and all the consequences are catching up to him. So it's not like giving excuses like I did this course of you, stuff like that again. Mm. Do you do you get? It? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I just it was just something I noticed like on Sunday. Like this is aside the Sasa girl that everybody loves. This one was yeah. actually this one was actually more detailed than we I could see. And it's the only one in English. Mm. Yeah, it's in English. <laughs> I think I think um they they are like appreciating the amount of attention they are getting from overseas in like two different um, interviews now, the director, one of the main directors, Hayashi, has mentioned it, how the level of attention that they get from overseas, like even maybe more, what am I saying, maybe, more than they get in Japan. So, yeah, I think they are like maybe 
Maybe it's a nod to that, chat. Well, that might... Do you think that's why? Yeah, it's, it, it doesn't have to be that deep. I think that's it. Okay, that's well, that's fine. Though. That's fine. Hmm. Uh, you, were, you were saying some, you were saying something about you. You finished mentioning like Zeke's plan. You're not talking about Aaron. Okay. So, yes. So Zeke's plan, which is uh, also genocide, is going to probably be much longer and much more terrible. You know, for the audience only, and it's only going to end the Eldian. Um, uh, let's say the, the cycle of hatred that people have for Eldians, the one that people have for Onyakopon's uh, people is going to be there. The one that people have for Yelena's people is going to be there. The one that uh, people have for those Ottoman-like people that they were fighting at the beginning of season four, those people with the anti-Titan uh, uh, military uh, war, it's going to be there. It's still going to be there. There just won't be Titans. It'll just be like our world, basically. To just be normal military. So, but then the other allied forces, their own plan is also to wipe out the Eldians. You get, and when they wipe out the Eldians, it's still the same thing, basically. And Eren's own plan is to wipe out everybody but the Eldians, which is also still genocide. You get, uh, yeah. human life is human life, even if it's one million or just one person. So, um. Like, there's nobody because I've seen a lot of uh, stupid shit in online a- AOT fans. I don't like anime fandoms, they are just very, they are full of very weird people and it's weird, weird <laughs> stuff yeah, to say. Enjoy them all instead of picking sides. I don't know, you see. I can't we just enjoy anime for what it is. Let's just enjoy them more rather than just picking sides and arguing that this one is better than this. This one is mid. Yeah, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't say anything, though. Anyway, like, what I'm saying is, yeah, that, that's true. Like, and when you do that, you you lose... um, You insult the writer. Because... For instance, now with Attack on Titan, what is happening is supposed to is is mirroring a lot of stuff that happens in our own world, and and in fact, I feel maybe that's why the show is so good because the reaction is the same kind of reaction that you get from people in real world to some um, events about like war events or military or political events. There's the same kind of reactions that people give that they oh take one side, I stand with this, I stand with that. It's war. It's war. It's politics. War is like it's like the elder brother to politics. It's like I don't even know how to say like politics that got married. That's what war is. So so like in this in this attack on Titan situation, especially, the main like one thing that has been so consistent in the show is that everybody is wrong, everybody loses. And so there's no need to like side with one person. We can just appreciate the show and understand, and maybe it's even help us become better people. But well, the fans. Will I don't be know. Fans. Yeah, <laughs> people will be people. So totally agree with you. Like, okay, yeah. There's something, there's something I want to ask. What mm. do you think of? What do you think of the animation? The animation. Yes. You know what? Last in the part one, people were like, Oh, the animation sucks, the animation is this and that. And I was like, 
what are people saying? Like, I'm enjoying this and all those kinds of stuff. But I won't lie. Since this uh, part two came out, I can understand a bit why, like, this um, this second part is much better than, the animation is much better than the part one. So yeah. maybe I was, maybe I was, like, a fanboying and talking about that too much. Well, uh, I mean, one of these anime groups where one of the guys was like the animate the is it them called the animation the animators are called Mappa, right? Yeah, yeah, Mappa. This guy and they are the ones that are going to do Vinland Saga season two. But well, back to the main point, guy <laughs> <Well, laughs> was bashing the animation. Like, it wasn't good. It was trash. I was looking at like he and is is only one of his let's say strong points of argument was that those lines you get those lines are always are always at their on eyes, their like, faces yeah 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 oh, okay at that point when he first said it I was like I just ignored him like this guy was a gift that you get because last <laughs> season they mentioned that they even said that the titans were not they, <laughs> they they weren't satisfied with the animation from last season right so mm. when you mentioned the thing about the lines I won't lie, when I watched the next episode, yeah, I couldn't, like, my attention was always drawn to them. I was like, curse you, this guy, why would you do this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do this? But in all honesty, I would say the animation is better because the eyes are more detailed, the background, the background, yeah, the background is more, de- more detailed, like, the little details are different. Remember the throwback, uh, no, the flashback, I'm trying to, remember, the flashback of Aaron with his mom, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Remember, they they showed they just put both of them in the picture, the flashback and the what do you call it? The flashback and the actual scene in season one, yes. Mm. Okay, yeah, yeah. They compared them, yeah. They compared them and you guys see arguing that the older one was better, like nah, man. it's not serious. No, I said it's not serious because remember the guy does bashes and everything, so I just mm. but I have no problem with it. It's not the I've watched anime that have was the animation is, is yeah animation does not make a good story man. like you get mm. not something you should really bother yeah I mean you can, if you watch the beginning of One Piece yeah if it's the animation is was okay for me that's wrong yeah I could go on, go on. you're saying something yeah the animation was okay for me um. And even the part one self, like that I'm, I'm saying, oh, this one is much better than the part one was also okay, was also good, you know. The mm-hmm. one of the issues they had, according to what I heard, was that there was not enough time, you know, to to you know animate this stuff. And even then, they were animating uh, Mappa were working on both Jujutsu Kaisen and Attack on Titan at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's that part one. So it was the workload was mad. If you see the Hayashi guy that I'm talking about, this guy has eye bags. I don't know whether that's the way God made him or or is is the if you, eh? Or he didn't sleep for this. Almost <laughs> the guy looks like Mesut Ozil times one thousand. The guy has eye bags, like very visible eye bags. Anyway, so but this 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 um part two the animation ah. I don't think I'm surprised that someone is complaining about it. I, the lines on the face stuff is is something that I also noticed, and I don't know, Sha. I don't. 
I, I I feel like yeah they could do without it actually, but I don't know. Okay, I don't I'm notice it that I'm much. I'm no, 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 no. I've noticed it. I've noticed it before. I've I've seen it. I've I've heard people say it as well. I don't notice it when I'm watching the movie actually. I don't know. Like I don't. Uh, it doesn't grab my attention because I'm trying to see what they are saying. And another thing is, I've noticed that um, uh, Isiyama loves the uh, expressions a lot in his show. So, some of those um, shadings on their face is important for you to understand the mood sometimes. So, I don't see it as a problem. There's, so, one thing I want to say about the animation is uh, some, some things that maybe um, the eye, there was an eye shot. Ah, I'm trying to remember where it was. I think it was when they entered into the the parts after uh, Eren's head landed on Zeke's uh, arm. That yeah. shot was an actual person's eye that they like animated. Like it's, it's like an actual person's eye that they just kind of edited. It's an actual eye. That was why it looked so good. Maybe if you go back, you can look at it. And then there was something else that I also liked, like one piece of animation that I also liked. It was so crazy. It was when Grisha had just killed the family and came out and was screaming to Eren. When he was moving about, there was a... I've forgotten the... the there is this, like, uh, technology that they used for that moment. I've forgotten what they called it. But you could, you could. It it was almost as if you were turning with him as he was turning. You could feel the like um, state of imbalance that he was in as he was moving with the camera as well. There were some lines that were following his body. Okay. So yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the animation this season has been has been spot on. I don't understand why someone would I, say that. I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. So, um, what's, uh, I, want, I wanted us to talk about, like, the, the young ones so far, like, the Gabbies, the Falcos, like, uh, the, in the previous uh, season, let's talk about Connie, actually. Oh, yeah, the, my, my favorite character in the whole series. Yeah, my yeah. was my favorite character. <laughs> yeah. Jean, close second, but Connie is dog there, man. Mm. You know, like, what do you last... think of the last? In short, let's not just say Connie. What do you think of the last episode as a whole? Everything. You know, I think the, the I think something is coming. I think um the manga readers might disagree, but I think something huge mm. is coming. You get. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I think something huge is coming where they will have to make a big decision, right? Mm. Okay. And. Um, Aaron, what's oh, it? Connie, Karen, uh, what's his name? Falco, just like the mm. Abraham Isaac vibes. I was that was that was all very funny stuff. You get? It. I I really love the fact that you said that because <laughs> I was going to say it, but I know if I say it, it'll be as if I'm reading too much Bible because I've already said something mm-hmm. about Nimrod. So thank you very much for saying that. Continue. Okay, so okay, when um, what's his name? Connie wanted to feed Falco to his mom, right? Yeah. And Armin actually came to try to save him. You know, that thing, that scene could have gone bloody. Yeah. So, when um, Armin decided to 
Armin decided to be eaten. It's as if those titan jaws, it has like all to one crazy trap. See how the moon, <laughs> like for, for a titan that was, when I say bedridden or those in car, couldn't move. The speed has reached the mouth close was like very shocking. You get it? Yeah, like, it was creepy. And what was even more creepy was the way the eye kept looking towards their direction even after they had gone. Yeah, yeah. So, but what I think, I think the writer just set up Connie. He just mm. like, he does set up Connie like for that decision making process because like, he does, he does set him up just to show what Connie will do instinctively. Mm. Yes. Mm. Because he went there wholeheartedly to feed Falco to this thing. Then Armin Instead, wanted to like <laughs> Armin wanted to take his place. I don't know what Armin mm. was thinking. But when Armin jumped, this guy didn't waste time. You know, AOT it has trained me to prepare for the death of anyone. Mm. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think Armin? What do you think about Armin's decision? Do you think um, he knew Connie would save him? Mm. Because that's like a very serious um, choice to make. That could have been the end of Armin. Yeah. You know, you know what you know what I believe? Even apart think... from the fact that apart from the fact that oh whether Connie would save him or not, even yeah. if like Connie was with Falco, you get so to drop Falco and quickly go to save Armin self, Connie might not have been able to pull it off. So yeah, it well, makes me wonder what was going on in Armin's mind. Yeah, but you know that's why that's why I said the writer sets Connie up mm. to show that Connie would never betray his comrades. You get, mm. and that's that's one of the So in to the response to your question, like did Armin know? Ah, I don't know. To be honest, I don't know. It can be yes, <laughs> even I don't know. So it's a very valid response. Yeah, it is. It's a very valid response. I feel one one of the things I feel is that who knows maybe because he has been saying stuff about maybe he's he's um I don't know this might be a bit of a stretch but maybe he's suicidal because he has already been saying how um he can't like replace Erwin. Erwin should have been the one that was saved. Stuff like that, all this kind of stuff. So. Yeah, that's the, that's the exact same thing I was thinking because before the last army scene before that one was his mm. talk with Mikasa, mm. right? Where yeah, where he shoved her off like Mikasa, can't you think for yourself? Because I have other things on my mind. You get? Mm. Yeah. So um, honestly, I honestly don't know. It might be like Armin wanted to just escape it all. Mm. You get, yeah. Like that's a very valid train of thoughts. But also, he might have known that Connie would save him. Yeah, maybe, and maybe. He might have known. Well, um, I don't know, shall The whole thing. Maybe, maybe. We go go on. Maybe he knew. Yeah, maybe he knew. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe he knew. Yeah, but talking <laughs> about Mikasa, uh, Mikasa has been going through. <laughs> some funny um you know experiences recently mikasa is one character that uh i guess we've never really seen 
her character actually has a lot of depth too. We've we've always known that like if you if you look at even from the beginning of the, the like from the very first episode, you can see when Erin's mom is about to get eaten, she turns her face away because mm-hmm. she has seen her family die before. It's only Erin that keeps looking. But she she like knows what this feels like already, so she doesn't want to see it again. So okay. she actually has her character actually has a lot of depth. And I heard from some people that um, you know, it was Wits that was animating the show before. Yeah. That they kind of cut off some of her dialogue uh, from the manga. Uh, that was uh, instead. That was why we are hearing a lot of error, error in the beginning, in the beginning <laughs> of the show. I don't know how true that is. I don't know. But even still, her character has a lot of depth if you pay attention to the show. But now, more so than ever. There's a lot of um I feel like she's in the wilderness. She's okay. she's hitting a critical point in development. And in this past episode, it happened to a lot of them. It happened to her, it happened to Jan, and it happened to Connie. I, I feel mm. like Connie was reminded who he was or who he should be because he asked himself, Oh, what would, like this is not the soldier my mom wanted me to be, or my mom would want me to be. And then um, um, Jan, Jan kind of went back to his old self. You know, prior to this episode, this season, to season four, Jan was my favorite character until, like, I saw Eren's progression. Then Eren became my favorite character. But Jan has developed in a way that he's someone, he's like me. He wants to live the good life, you know. He wants to just be left alone. He wants to work hard enough to get to comfort and then stay away from all the bullshit. The but his life. own... Yeah, the soft life. But his, his own nature betrays him. He's a slave to his own nature that he cannot see people suffering and stay away from it. He's just like Aaron. In fact, everyone in the survey corps, eh, except mm. for Mikasa up until recently, they, uh, they have... Let me not say except for Mikasa. Sasha self. Sasha was kind of different as well for mm-hmm. she was more selfish. But most of the people in the survey call, they are selfless people. That is the reason why when everyone is living within the peace of the world for hundred years, where they felt like oh nothing could touch them, these people go out to risk their life to find the truth in quotes. If you can feel the echoes that I'm feeling. So by definition. The scout regiment symbolizes that nature of humanity to wonder. Curiosity. Yes, curiosity. That is what they represent. And it's no mistake that, oh, that whole wings of freedom stuff coincides with Eren's freedom, freedom, freedom stuff. And the fact that in almost every season, the opening shot is a shot of a bird flying. So... Is a major theme in the show. So, in this episode, I felt like a lot of them got a lot of um, wilderness period where they are just like thinking about their life. And Mikasa's own is interesting because her own is with this girl called Louise. Yeah, the one with something that's going on. Yeah, with shrapnels of uh, the thunder spear. 
what what do you think of her relationship with that Louise? You remember where they first met? Do you remember where they first met? Yeah. No. Is it in the Amory? No. Yeah, they they first they first met in season one. I don't know if you remember that time that um Mikasa killed someone. Uh, sorry, a Titan. Sorry, and then when that, came... when that when that cart was blocking, when that rich man went, was blocking the way with his cart, right? Exactly, exactly. There was a, a woman. Yeah, there was a woman with her small child there. So that little girl then that was admiring Mikasa. That is Louise now. So she kept on admiring Mikasa after she saved her till now. And see where that got her. You see? I see where that got her. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but you asked about my uh, their relationship, right? How, how do I see their relationship? Yeah, how do you see their relationship and you know stuff that's happened so far up until now? Is euphoria a good word? You see? If I use euphoria, is that a good word for this thing? Let me okay, let if- me let me. Let me Euphoria. Yeah. You're watching me... the show, Abby. No, <laughs> no, no. I'm just talking about the feeling. Okay, you know mm. that. Uh, what's her name again? Sorry. Louise. Okay, you know, Louise was in despair. Like at that point when the Titan was coming, right? She had mm. already lost all hope. Like, come on, I don't know. Yeah. Then. And Mikasa saves Mikasa kills the Titan, then threatens to kill the wealthy guy, right? Yeah. So at that point, she must should have been like, okay, this is my savior. Mm. Okay, this is my savior, right? And mm. I want to be correct. I want to be like, I don't want to drag the Christianity thing into this thing because right now it's all <laughs> that would be a very, very good. Or should I open my Bible? Let's just start Bible study session. I'm, I'm no, no, boy. <laughs> you will lose customers. Right? You will lose your <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, back to this thing. So, in a way, she looks like, okay, this, yeah, this woman is my savior. I want to be a strong woman like this one, right? Yeah. Which is normal, yeah. which is like what we have <laughs> with role models. Yeah, yeah, this is normal. Then we don't see her again until season four, right? Mm, yeah. That's when we meet, we met her in the armory. Like, it is an honor to meet you. It's an honor to fight by your side. That when we restored uh, Mikasa, right? Yeah. I had us. I had us. We had us. Mikasa go. She's just. She's indifferent about it. She. You get. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's like me whining you and saying, "Ah, great! I want to be like you." You just be like, you want to say reconsider this thing, but in a very cold way. So yeah, when, uh, which is what I will actually do if you said such yeah. a thing. <laughs> you get so when is when she sees when Mikasa sees her like this, like you know Mikasa has seen it all, right? Yeah, she has seen it all, and yeah, the thing is an honor to fight by fight by you. Maybe it mm. might be I don't say pity, shall. Like, okay, let me just use PT. Just be like, okay, you have chosen death or something like that. <laughs> do, you, do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I get you. Just I get you. You could, have done, you could have done anything with your life. Like, you could have done mm. anything, but you chose to die. Yeah. 
I think, I think, I think, uh, I understand what you're saying because Mikasa, it feels like <laughs> Mikasa is disgusted by the whole, like most of her peers with her. She doesn't, she doesn't enjoy the war. She just lost mm-hmm. Sasha um, and um, everything is just going crazy. Her, her, her family, her only family wants to kill the rest of the world currently. And um, there are some new people in town shouting his name. Like, like, oh, I know this nigga. Like, oh, Yegarist, man, that guy is my guy. And using it to, to you know, topple the, 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 the paradise, you know, the, the nation of paradise. And just like, everything is just crazy. Even when they are shouting Yegarist, Yegarist, you can see her face in that episode. She's she looks disgusted by the sound of, of the thing. You get so um and and when you look at her reasons for joining the scouts, Kiniko, she wasn't joining because she's interested, she's not interested in politics, she's not interested in any of that stuff. Even when they told her she was a queen or a princess or whatever. She was not interested in. She's not in. She's not. She's she's strong, but she's not a fighter. She's a lover. She's not interested in any of those stuff. So, someone seeing her as a hero because they think that she is um, doing it for for like passion or for whatever is just is just pitiable. So I, I understand what you are saying there. It's pitiable. She she yeah. probably be looking at her and shaking her head. But I feel like another another thing to consider about it. I feel like the Louise. Oh, sorry. I feel like Louise. Can you hear me better? Yes. Okay. So I feel like apart from the fact that oh. It's a pitiable situation you get, and Louise is probably pitiable because what she's thinking that Mikasa cares for, Mikasa actually doesn't give a shit about it. It gives a rat's ass about it. Exactly. However, I feel like um, Louise's option. You say? Can you move closer to your mic? Is breaking? Yeah. Is breaking low. Okay. Maybe it's the net, maybe it's the network. Okay. Anyway, as I was saying. I feel like, um, apart from the fact that um, Kasa doesn't care about uh, her ideals, because that, those are not her ideals, I feel like Louise will also remind uh, Mikasa of herself, because uh, Louise is obsessed with uh, Mikasa after saving her, you yeah. know, for her own reasons, and follows her to the to join like joins the scout regiment probably because of her probably because of what she did and when you think of it Mikasa um though for different reasons like Mikasa joined the the she, uh, uh, for different reasons she claims that it's for different reasons like she she says she joined she's going to join the scouts to protect Eren yeah but I'm pretty sure she's just joining to be close to Eren, to still be with Eren, because it's like her only family. But then, of course, that develops into something more than just family, or maybe it has always been more than just family for Mikasa. 
So, but there's there's a there's a similarity there, and then the fact that she now carries the scarf and is wrapping it her, around her own neck, you can mm. tell that uh, what's her name, Louise idolizes Mikasa. Uh, um, probably I don't know. I don't want to say more than Mikasa idolizes Eren because that would just be like blasphemy. But <laughs> I feel like she can see that she can see someone like her doing something like she has done. Although they are not really the same, they are not like like identical. But there is that similarity because um. So now she she will be able to realize that. Oh, all my life, all this fighting I've been doing, she has been doing just because of Eren. Mikasa, Mikasa can, can, she can do almost anything, like, to protect Eren. We remember the part where she was willing to, and not just Eren, she had you get. But you remember the part where uh, Eren was trying to fight for Levi to revive Amin. And then... Uh, Levi hit Eren's face and immediately Mikasa wanted to go like immediately Mikasa held Levi you understand so like that yeah so like that's the level of uh, like she's willing to do fight the whole world fight anybody just because of Eren and I feel like maybe she will get some time to to think about to rethink her own view on life because right now she's struggling with the fact that Eren somebody that oh she's always going to support not me is going to clear out people you know <laughs> yeah so she has a big decision to make and this encounter with Louise like she has a big decision to make in the future this encounter with Louise I feel it's an important part of her own development I agree with you, but I honestly don't know. I don't I honestly don't know where it's going to. You know, even Armin is fed up with her, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't mean I don't mean fed up like yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just like Mikasa thinks yeah, that's what he like, Yeah, that's not everything that you spell out for you. Use your head, you mm. Armin is one of the most reserved, polite people in the in the navy, sorry, in the corps, in the survey corps. But for is him, that to come, I said he's one of the most okay, polite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reserved people in the corps, in the corps. So for him mm-hmm. to say that, you know, it takes a great deal of strength and courage to tell a stranger to think, to like yeah, wise. Yeah, yeah. It takes a greater deal to actually stay at your friends. Yeah. You get. So yeah, it's, I, I think it's just showing the level of uh, distress that everyone is in right now. Everyone is just doing weird shit. <laughs> Sorry, continue what you were saying. I, I know you you don't you finish the sentence now. You finish the like everyone is going through a lot and I cannot be thinking of and they can't be thinking of each other's personal problem. I can't call it it's personal problems now. Mm. And and they have to prioritize, like, okay, saving Falco is more important than what well, this be going to do. What you think? Just free me for now, you get. 
Yeah. But I'm eager, I'm eager to see. I'm eager to see what happens in the second episode. Next episode, because you know, in the last episode, the next in the last episode, at the end, mm. they showed enemies and friends. The um yeah yeah, yeah um, around the campfire, right? Yeah, people from Mali and people from Paradise. Yeah. Even so, that's I'm I'm eager to see. I'm eager to I'm eager to see what that's about. Mm. But there are so many. Oh, there there are a lot of things. We have there are a lot of things that we are here to find answers to, and we'll see what's up. Should be mm. interesting. You know, Elena, she didn't say anything. That you, it is not. When the first time we saw, I was almost impossible to get that woman to keep quiet. <laughs> but yeah. in the last episode, I didn't see her speak once. She can't believe what just happened now. She yeah. can't believe that Zeke lost. Because Zeke is her god, basically. She worships Zeke. So imagine if uh, you are a Christian eh, mm-hmm. and you just, or, or you are a Muslim or whatever, and then God comes down today and you just see someone grab God by the neck and kill him or something like that. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> you can't process you can't process that like you can't you can't even process that so what's like what yeah well uh, the okay there are, there's also this guy I want to talk about this um on your coupon my guy okay normally the guys but normally he's confident. You know when he was, uh, remember when Sasha asked him why he was black? And now mm. he put his hand on his mouth like maybe God wanted different spices or something like that. Different. Maybe the top yeah. color was different. So in other situations like that, we see on your coupon, you just uh, showing that level of confidence. Then at the end of, in, not at the end, but at that, ep- in that episode, we see the guy is, I don't know, I know he's not scared, but I know he's sad, annoyed, and pities those guys you get. Because mm. he mentioned that I did this for you in order to overthrow Mali, right? Mm. Now, in return, they are going to kill my family and they are going to kill my friends, right? Mm. And you guys are rejoicing. Like, what is there to rejoice about with this Zeno? I think he says xenophobic vibes now. He says xenophobic. I'm sure he says Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, why are you celebrating with this xenophobic, xenophobic stuff? And he, the pitch, the pitch of his voice was actually higher. He has a deep voice, but the pitch was higher. Like, ah, uh-uh, this can't be my guy now. You get Yeah. You know, I'll say was just sad. It was basically sad, like, I did all this to help you, and now I'm dead. They yeah. want to kill me. I'm there. He's, in a, he's in a funny situation. So uh, in, at this stage, you'll be wondering whether it was better to stay, to leave Mali the way they were, or because, for instance, he's, he is a, like a, an important figure in um, in the whole thing that has happened now. In, like in, for instance, Eren now marching towards the rest of the world to crush them wouldn't yeah. be possible if he wasn't there because, for instance, he taught them how to fly the zeppelins. Yes, yes. So he's wondering, okay, even if it would happen, it would still happen whether he was there or not. But 
the fact that he was even there and his hand was it was useful in in the destruction of his people would be mind wrecking for him just you know so he's in a funny situation like I, like he was laughing or like he, he was like amused a bit by the old threats from flock because it's like I don't even understand why you are trying to threat, uh, like what you are saying or why I should. Because uh, Flock was threatening to kill him for dissent, for you know speaking or saying he doesn't support the Eldian Empire, and it's like, are you are you joking? What do you mean by those? I, I don't support the Eldian Empire. Am I supposed to support an empire that is going to kill me? And you, you guys, why are you guys cheering? Like, what is what is the point? What is to yeah, cheer to about about this? Yeah. It was his speech was actually very important to like bring because a lot of the people like like I said the founder they don't I don't know maybe it's because this stuff is cartoon that is not hitting them but it, like you're supposed to have sense now at least to reason so that but speech it's, is important it's very to, important yeah it's, it's important to hit to bring people back down to reality, to the realities of uh, Attack on Titan, I, I feel. Okay, yeah. I don't know, that, um, that's... You know, okay, before, okay, after, you know, you, were, you mentioned that we're going to talk about the little ones, right? Yeah, yeah that was what I was about to say. But before, but there's something now, there's this guy I want to speak about just before this thing. You know, um, what do you call them? Flok. Mm. Yeah. Is it Flok? Do I pronounce it? Yeah, yeah, Flok. Okay. You know, apart from Titan, you can't just cement yourself to one perspective, right? Mm-hmm. At one point, you thought Aaron was the bad guy. You thought he was the good guy. The, the beginning of part four, when they showed us the end, the enemies themselves, Gabby and the rest. Yeah. So, if what I think is that if you hold on to your same beliefs from season one, then you end up like a character like Fluke, right? Mm. You get what I'm saying? Mm, no, because, I don't actually. Like Fluke, he does have this mindset that Aaron was going to lead us out of this. Like, when we, Aaron, you wanted to, you wanted to crush the enemies, right? Okay, yeah. I want to crush the enemies. And in season one to two, we knew that the enemies were titans, right? We didn't know they were humans. Like, we didn't know they were human titans. So, now that the enemy has changed, his own objective has not changed. Okay, human enemy, let's do the same thing. Let's go and wipe them out. Like that same, those that same, those that same perspective. Like we are the good guys, they are the bad guys, right? And they yeah. must be different. So his mindset has not even changed. This guy has not even thought about any other. Thing. Remember at the end of season three, where they were awarding medals to the survey corps. I think there were only nine of them remaining at one point. Yeah. Remember, remember, Flock was there, just riding them up and and angling them, making them angry. Was it the one? No, he was part. He was. He also collected a medal as well as one of the surviving people. He collected the medal, bro. He was 
And when I say abusing, but it was rallying the other survey core members of like you guys this one didn't do anything, but he wants to go behind collect medal. Okay, I no, think... he was saying he was saying that um they should have saved Erwin, not Army, because they needed Erwin because Erwin is a devil. And Flux Flux uh, Johnny is actually interesting to look at because when Flux was introduced into the show, was introduced with some of his other recruits. You know, he's a junior to like in terms of uh, the the year he came in. He came in later than them. Aaron sets. So and they were like, oh, they were excited that they were going to go to war. You know, they were going to fight, and then. <clears throat> They looked at oh um then Mikasa, Eren, John, they looked at their face and saw that, oh man, these people have seen Hello. Maybe we shouldn't be so excited to talk about, you know, to fight and all those kind of stuff. And so the first battle that Flock went to was the one where the Beast Titan showed up and used rocks to decimate the entire uh Soviet Corps force. And that was brutal. So that is like the most um like being in that experience is probably is like top ten one of the worst things that a character has experienced or can experience in the entire AOT show. Nah, that's because definitely... you see? I said it's definitely in the top three. Is in like I'm being generous. Maybe let's just say top ten is 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 because you don't know when you will die. You are not even sure if you died. <laughs> so, <laughs> like seeing that, seeing that particular that uh, living through it, mm. Flock has now come out with the mindset. He's no longer having the mindset of oh fighting and all those kind of stuff. He's having the mindset of yo, we are under attack. Like we could be dead. These people, like, he's still suffering from trauma, basically. Okay. The trauma has shaped his whole life. I'm not saying trauma to excuse the shitty person that he is, but that trauma is there, that of uh, insecurity, you know, like, looking over your shoulders, that we have to kill everybody that can kill us, because they will kill us if we give them the chance, and they will. So, uh, Flock now realizes. So, what Flock's Flock's um, new mindset coming out of that experience is that they need a devil to lead them to freedom, to lead them to sovereignty, to lead them to power, basically. And Erwin was that person for him, and so he was angry that they let Erwin die because Amin is not a devil. Amin is. Uh, Amin just. To me, to me, I mean, I mean, fluctuates between, I mean, does stuff like I mean, is able to do that kind of stuff, but he's like a, I don't know how to explain. I don't want to insult him, but I don't vibe with his. Uh, he he feigns morality sometimes to me because he he knows he knows that oh you can you should be a bad like you should you should be a devil basically, to be able to defeat the people that want to kill you. He said it to Aaron before. But at the same time, he talks about, uh, you know, talking with your opponents or stuff like that, like having a discussion. But I don't want to go into him because we are, we've already spent so much time. 
It's a long story. But anyway, um, so Flock realizes that, and to Flock's surprise, probably, Eren turns out to be the devil that they need, even though Erwin is dead. And Eren only became a devil after kissing Historia's hand. Like, I mean, I'm not saying, uh, uh, he, sorry, that's it. That's the wrong thing to say. He didn't just become a devil then. But, like, the resources for him were provided at that, after that moment. Because back then, Eren was still not like that kind of person. Until Eren himself saw what he could be or what he would be. That was when, like, his situation changed. Uh-huh. So that is Flock. So Flock is a very scared person. Is a that's what's doing Flock basically. You know what? Um, I don't know if we will have time to talk about the young ones. Like I said, maybe we'll maybe for another episode. You say what did you say? Like how many? Like how long to end the episode? I don't know, but we've, we've spent so much time. I don't want us to talk more. Now, I'm thinking, I'm just... thinking we can actually finish it. Is it? No, I'm thinking we can finish it. No, no, no. Don't worry. Don't worry. Let's just leave it here. Okay. Um, um, I I actually... I think we've, we've talked that... We've touched some important stuff, actually. Already. Yeah. Uh, we can't always see everything. Um, but yeah, yeah, this was, this was nice. I don't know if you are, if you are listening, you are still listening. Wow. And OG, I don't know. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And, um, Todimu, thank you for, um, you know, taking out of your time to do this. Oh, it's totally fine. I hope Switch was able to hear everything. <laughs> Did he complain to you or what? No, I saw his message. I saw his tweet. I saw his tweet. And I saw the two people that liked it. Shout out to them. Too. <laughs> oh, eh. Are, are we following each other on Twitter? I don't know. Well, it was Pink Floyd that showed me. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. When we finish, just send me your Twitter handle. Even, it's funny. I'm, I'm surprised that we are not following each other. Anyway. So that's it, child. Okay. That's um, thank you. We'll thank see you guys in the next episode. The next episode will probably be uh after four more episodes have come out. That's the way I'm trying to do it. Who knows? I, I might I might like it's not set in stone, it's not oh that is it's not that rigid. It might I might decide to like do it some other time as well. So but but that's when you should be expecting if you haven't followed it at all. So, yeah, bye. Thank you very much. Uh, Yeah, and it's a